Welcome to the American Association for Respiratory Care 2020 Corporate Partner Podcast. My name is Timothy Myers, and I'm the Chief Business Officer at the AARC and will serve as your host for this podcast series. Since 1947, the AARC has been leading the effort to advance the respiratory care profession and promote high-quality, cost-effective, patient-centric respiratory care. The combined efforts between the respiratory care profession and industry in pursuing unique and innovative ways to improve both the quality and outcomes of our patients make us natural partners in today's healthcare continuum. Today's podcast will highlight Medtronic, a 2020 platinum-level corporate partner. Joining me today is Rob St. John, the Senior Clinical Director for Medtronic's U.S. Respiratory and Patient Monitoring Division. Rob, welcome to today's 2020 Corporate Partner Podcast. Hi, Tim. Thanks uh, Thanks again for the invitation to uh, be with you on this podcast. Thank you. Well, glad you could take the time and, and join us and our listening audience and, and talk a little bit about uh, Medtronic and, and what's going on today and potentially what uh, is coming in the future. Uh, as we know, it, healthcare is, is kind of really changed in its delivery and, and the way we're going about things uh, due to COVID-19. And, and we'll kind of come back around to that, Rob. But why don't we start off today and, and have you tell us a little bit about Medtronic's mission uh, and its philosophy and really as how it relates and revolves around respiratory care division and products. All right. Yeah. No, thanks. That's a that's a great question. I, I guess I would start off by just saying at Medtronic, I mean, we really believe in the power of medical technology to improve patients' lives. Seven decades ago, uh, our co-founder, his name was uh, Earl Bakken, he invented the battery-powered pacemaker. Today, we're really among uh, the largest medical device companies in the world. We've got operations in, gosh, I think 150 countries, and our products treat 70 health conditions and include cardiac devices, cranial and spine robotics, insulin pumps, various types of surgical tools, and of course, uh, patient monitoring systems and ventilators and, uh, and more. Uh, our, our therapies uh, help 75 million people a year and really support our mission to alleviate pain, restore health, and extend life. That, that mission statement was really written back in 1960, and our mission really dictates that our first and foremost priority is, is really just to contribute to human welfare. And over a half a century later now, the mission continues to serve as our ethical framework and inspirational goal for our employees all around the world. Well, that that's a great lead in, Robin. And again, I think that is where industry and and the respiratory care profession uh, do a nice job and have synergies and come together is really around improving the lives of, of our patients and, and their families and, and how we deliver health care. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So maybe you can provide us a little bit more insight about uh, your company, its culture, the employees. I mean, it's obviously a very big uh, uh, company. It's international in nature, as, as you just alluded to, being in 150 countries and obviously uh, has product lines in a number of different footprints. But maybe you can talk a little bit more specifically about the folks that focus in the respiratory and monitoring division where you're where you're at. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tim, we're really a learning culture. Um, 
I would, I, I've been with the company almost 24 years. I would say uh, we're an inventive and a collaborative group. Uh, we're really dedicating ourselves to make sure that every patient gets the best product and when they need it and where they need it. We've got very strong ties to our local communities. You asked about some of the culture with our employees. And I would just say our, our, we've got very vibrant employee communities that respect and value individual experiences and perspectives as we really aim just to improve lives and the access to healthcare. I think it's been our belief that when people from different cultures, genders, points of view, when they come together, innovation is the result. And when that occurs, everyone wins. Um, Medtronic really does walk the walk. And um, I like to believe, and I think others as well, it creates an inclusive culture where an employee or our employees can really thrive. Yeah, that's one of the great things I think about the the respiratory industry and healthcare in general is that uh, you know we all we all have those jobs and those things that we have to do uh, for the business and and the profession, but it's that reinvestment in the community and, and adapting into the community. And I think that's really uh, speaks highly of, of Medtronic's culture uh, in that environment. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Rob, maybe you can tell us a little bit uh, more about more specifically about your respiratory products and potentially what you see coming uh, in investments in the future developments without giving away trade secrets and those things. Because, as you said, uh, innovation is is one of the key aspects of your missions and the things that you guys look to do. So, you know, we are a technology laden profession, and 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 that is really what uh, butters the bread for respiratory care professionals is its ability to take that clinical didactic knowledge and integrate it with the technology that industry provides to optimize our patients' uh, quality of care and their outcomes, hopefully, uh, from whatever their disease or pathology is. So tell us a little bit about your products. Sure, absolutely. And and I like your lead into this question because, as you know, I'm a respiratory therapist and, and nurse by background, but I know when I went into uh, RT training, one of the things that sort of drew me and kept me in the field for so many years during the years of my hospital practice was just a love of technology and just the incredible advances we were seeing every year, devices to help patients. But relative to our respiratory product lines and across the areas of respiratory care, we produce and market what we believe are really unmatched clinical and economic value through the range of just very strongly recognized leading brands of products. Uh, our intubation product portfolio really offers full range of uh, sizes that are used from pediatrics to adults. And of course, I, I think most listening to this call, if not all, uh, certainly recognize the name Puritan Bennett. It's our trusted line of ventilation systems that are really designed to promote more natural breathing and help improve patient comfort. We manufacture the Shiley tracheostomy tube line, and that helps to provide the right fit and maintain airway patency and helping with clinicians and patients to ensure patient safety and comfort. We also provide several patient safety monitoring solutions like our Nelcor uh, pulse oximetry technology and our MicroStream capnography or end-tidal CO2 technology. That's probably one area, Tim, where we've seen some of the more rapid growth over the years around the country. As you recall, capnography is not a new technology, and it's certainly used in the operating room and in the critical care environments, but with the use of opioids being deployed and on the medical surgical floors and certainly in procedural sedation areas from pediatrics to adults, whether it's, you know, IR or GI endoscopy and even in the ED, 
that type of uh, technology has uh, has become very important for safety vigilance monitoring. And before I sort of stop on on that one piece on the microstream capnography in in the pulse oximetry, but just sort of to take us one step further. And so we've made some advances in in the actual manufacturing process of those lines. One to sort of make more of a, a more of a neutral odor or a scent to that that helps uh, we think helps with. With compliance, we've got some very well-designed sampling technology uh, with the microstream. It's called Unijunction, but essentially it allows you to sample both nasally and orally. And those are all different technical features along with filtration uh, that we have uh, to help prevent any kind of liquid egress or biohazard contamination of the monitor. So there's just a lot of different technologies built into the microstream that we hope, we believe, that uh, provide very just accurate and reliable monitoring for those patients. We've also developed a product line called VitalSync. It's a remote surveillance monitoring and uh, clinical decision support solution. So it's a way of connecting all of our microstream capnography, no-core pulse oximetry, and even our Puritan ventilators to give you smart, actionable data that your clinical teams can safely access anytime, anywhere. Well, Rob, thank you for that overview and insight to uh, the respiratory products. And and I think the thing that really resonated with me uh, as you were talking was with each various product line, you talked about quality and safety. And with the last component, as it were, big data, so to speak, uh, the VitalSync takes all that technology and the data provided and brings it back into, uh, you know, the, the the warehouse, if you will, to look at uh, quality and outcomes. And, and again, I think, you know, safety is something that, that we should be focused on each and every day. Uh, we know that there are way too many issues and problems in hospitals, uh, avoidable deaths uh, in in, in, in medical institutions and monitoring is a critical piece of those patients. Uh, you know, a year ago, the Respiratory Care Journal Conference focused around uh, a variety of non-invasive monitoring and, and, and things to look at. And, and one of the resounding things that came out of there was that patients in our intensive care units are hooked up to a number of technologies, monitors, the latest, the greatest high end, if you will, from ventilators to monitors to pumps to whatever the case may be. And that also is the case in operating rooms and recovery rooms. The area that we seem to get surprised and and we have unexpected morbidity and, and unfortunately some mortality is in the patients that come in with maybe no respiratory diagnosis that are on general patient wards that aren't being monitored. And so uh, is that uh, some of the things that, that Medtronics is looking at is using some of that monitoring, non-invasive monitoring technology in areas outside of where we traditionally think operating room, emergency rooms, ICUs, and gathering data in vital sync and providing uh, some more oversight and insight, if you will, to the management of patients that are in a hospital setting. Yeah, Tim, you're you're absolutely correct, and and for all the reasons that you mentioned, uh, just being able to safety monitor these patients as they move out of the intensive care unit, or even if they're just admitted to an acute medical or postoperatively to a surgical division where they may be receiving uh, drugs that have a CNS depressant effect, or just because of their underlying health, they are just at increased risk for some level of respiratory compromise. And I think it's well appreciated, and certainly it's been published in the 
respiratory care literature, uh, as you called out, that there is a significant uh, morbidity and some mortality associated with patients that experience respiratory depression events. So if you can identify any type of a deterioration in patient status earlier, make the assessment, and then um, if an intervention is warranted, that's a good thing. And just as you and I'm sure people listening to the call know that having a monitoring system in and of itself doesn't dictate its need or usefulness because it still needs to be interpreted by the clinician, by the therapist or the nurse. But it's a tool. It's it's an adjunct. It's an aid. And use that along with assessments hopefully allows a little bit deeper insight. And, um, you know, as a company, we've really been focused on a lot of the education around uh, training respiratory and other clinical staff on the utility and value of it, but also troubleshooting and, and how to handle particular situations. You know, in the capnography on the floors, you know, in most instances, those are patients that are not into well, now you've got me thinking, and, and I'll throw you a little bit of a curveball here and, and talk about the types of patient or professional education activities uh, your company finds beneficial, because one of the things that you stated is that you have a learning culture. And so, you know, a lot of times we think of, of the clinicians and people on the opposite end of technology is, is where the learning needs to take place. But I love it that a, a company invests in its employees and its culture to constantly get better and learn themselves. And so you talked about uh, with technology, you know, there was this fear for a number of, of years as technology got sophisticated from a ventilator standpoint, from a non-invasive monitoring standpoint, that it was going to replace the bedside clinician. And uh, no matter how good the technology is, it's never going to replace a competent, qualified bedside clinician in doing what they need to do with, with patient care. But can you maybe talk a little bit about the types of patient and professional educational activities that you guys look in this, not only your learning culture, but that you try to translate out into your uh, products and users? Yeah, Tim, that's a that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. I mean, we are definitely as a company in Medtronic whole wide, but even in our respiratory division, very committed to helping clinicians achieve procedural and clinical proficiency through clinical education. Our, our products education is really focused on safe and effective use of the technologies. So there's a lot of focus on that. We, we offer online courses that can be accessed 24-7. There's no charge for that. Some of those courses online provide continuing education credits, CRCE or for therapists or ANCC for nurses. We also host live events and webcasts as well that uh, bring clinicians together. And again, these are really done in the spirit of clinical education. And those programs are reviewed and developed along with our medical affairs group. So they're strictly educational. They're not promotional in nature. <clears throat> and then I think that adds a lot of uh, credibility and value to the programs uh, that we put on. Uh, obviously, uh, wherever possible, we will utilize uh, reprint articles from uh, the Respiratory Care Journal, just to name a few. But all of these in combination are, are helpful in furthering clinical uh, proficiency and patient care. And by the way, um, Relative to the pandemic that we've been going through, we've also been uh, utilizing our nurses and respiratory therapists to conduct virtual education where it's appropriate to help do some of the different training and education that's needed for clinicians that are deploying or expanding use of some of the monitoring technologies, pulse oximetry, ventilation, and others to really help them where we can't physically be on site. Obviously, in some instances, we, we need to be um, in person, but where it can be 
done virtually at the convenience of the clinicians. We've adapted very, uh, very well to that. Yeah, that that COVID thing has has really kind of set 2020 on its ear, huh? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> so you, you kind of mentioned that one of the initiatives that Medtronic is is doing is is looking at still getting to those bedside clinicians and and doing through doing so through virtual uh, education. And very much like we have at the ARC, we, we've turned things over to a virtual environment uh, out of necessity and need, uh, as well as as many of the other organizations, be it the nursing organization or the doc organizations. Uh, it's just the way of, of life. But I think it is also, uh, as you kind of alluded to, uh, not the end-all be-all, but it is yet another tool and resource in the toolbox. And it is something that I think uh, we all need to take advantage of. So what other types of challenges has COVID-19 pandemic brought to Medtronic? You kind of mentioned uh, the inability to get to the bedside with clinicians and do that education. Anything else that, that COVID-19 has done or changed? Yeah, Tim, that's a that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. I mean, earlier this year when this pandemic really started to present itself, uh, certainly globally as well as in the U.S., and being unsure what lay ahead, we really started with our one constant as a company. And I mentioned kind of at the beginning of our conversation, our mission statement, and that was to alleviate pain, restore health, and extend life. We use that as guideposts for everything we do. So it was time really for us to put our purpose into action. So we virtually gathered our global leaders, our uh, biomedical engineers and scientists to really devise a plan. So how could we best help patients and caregivers, whether that was sending ventilators to places where they were needed the most, first China, then later Europe, and then the United States? How could we support innovation And that gave us an opportunity to reposition our invention submission program to really focus on virus fighting technologies. How could we expand access to respiratory support for patients? So partnering with academic institutions and others to design a lightweight ventilator. How could we do it all faster? So working with the FDA to authorize emergency use of our compact ventilator uh, for use in the U.S. And and as you know, uh, as hospitals became flooded with critically ill patients, it quickly became clear that the global supply of ventilators in particular would likely not meet the time-sensitive demands. New York and Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo estimated a needed, I think at one point, a 30,000 in his state alone. So we started by increasing production and our uh, Ireland facility, Tim, they doubled capacity and introduced 24-7 operations. So it was an opportunity in an action that we took to really fortify our supply chain. We've brought in new partners and trained new employees. So definitely uh, a team effort, but something I'm really proud of being an employee, the way all employees uh, at Medtronic really mobilized and assisted in the efforts. Yeah, no, that is that is fascinating how companies turned on a dime in a lot of places and cases, so to speak, to really try to provide the necessary resources or tools for this pandemic. And it uh, was a, a bit of a scary thought as we were hearing things out of the East Coast and and how they were quickly getting overwhelmed. And, and I think if there was nothing else that we took this upon ourselves as a profession and a medical group of a dedicated po- you know, clinicians and, and trying to flatten that curve uh, around the U.S. Uh, so that we didn't get overwhelmed. And, and, you know, a lot of people have said, well, you know, this 
virus has now kind of lingered and, and those types of things. So let's face it, it's, it's going to linger until there's, uh, you know, a vaccine that's out to prevent it. But, uh, you know, I think the ability to flatten the curve in, in a number of places in the United States helped from being majorly over overwhelmed, as, as a lot of Europe was from a ventilation standpoint. But, you know, I think the lesson learned there for all of us is that we need to do some work on the, the national strategic stockpile uh, and make sure that we have adequate resources there, the right types of resources. And, you know, one of the things that we spent a lot of time on from an education standpoint is how to take bi-level, you know, ventilation devices and convert them in into a ventilated ventilator as opposed to a non-invasive ventilator as, as they're traditionally thought to be used. So... Again, I think that is where industry and the profession and the medical community all came together to say, you know, it is what it is. Let's work with the resources we have. Hopefully we can restock and resupply. Uh, but, yeah, COVID-19 has definitely brought challenges. And, and uh, you know, I want to commend and pat uh, Medtronic on the back as, as really rising to the occasion. So, you know, that's great. Hey, Tim, thank you for the comments. I'd also like to add that I think it was also a time of education for the general public, many of whom did not even know or understand the profession of respiratory care and and the roles that respiratory therapists have played and continue to play in this pandemic. Some of the things that I've read and, and heard, I mean, some just incredible feats of just bravery and frontline dedication to support patients and even at their own risk during this time. And, you know, unfortunately for some, it was, you know, very difficult and or worse. I think that hopefully the general public also got a little bit better appreciation and, and education around the importance of respiratory therapy profession and the important role that they play and continue to play here during this pandemic. Yeah, it's a good point. And, and, you know, the profession compared to, uh, physicians or nurses is, is relatively young still at, at 75 years. Uh, but we've pretty much been off the radar for 75 years. And uh, unfortunately, it took a, you know, a respiratory pandemic that, that really, uh, was no longer a threat, but became a reality. Uh, you know, we had seen SARS and MERS and some others, swine flu that, you know, potentially had, uh, negative, uh, major impacts that never materialized, but COVID did. And it put the profession, uh, on the radar, and if nothing else for its 15 minutes of fame, I think the key is for the profession, the AARC, and the rest of that respiratory care community is to not let that that light dim now, to continue to highlight the role of the respiratory therapist in, in wellness, in sickness, and in rehab recovery, uh, because we cover all those spectrums of care for patients with chronic respiratory diseases. And and so, again, I think uh, it is a good point. We've got that 15 minutes of fame. Uh, a lot of it came uh, right about the time when there was uh, the cry for the ventilator shortage. And all of a sudden, a lot of our physician colleagues and others stepped up and said, you know, it's a dedicated professional that is didactically and clinically trained and educated, the respiratory therapist. And we are more concerned about not having enough respiratory therapists at most institutions compared to ventilators, because if we don't have respiratory therapists to run them, uh, our patients are not going to have the outcomes that we, we hope. 
That's exactly right. That's well said. <laughs> well said, Tim. So, so Rob, I, I want to ask you one more, uh, maybe it's a selfish question here at the end as we wrap up. Um, obviously, uh, Medtronic is, is probably one of the longest running uh, ARC corporate partners now, be it from the days that it was Puritan Bennett, Covidian, whatever, whatever the brand was when it first became a corporate partner. It has been true and strong uh, in its relationship with the ARC. And so what kind of value does Medtronic find in its relationship with ARC and the corporate partner? program. Yeah, I would say, Tim, I mean, we value our partnership with the AERC, Medtronic does. It aligns with our mission, as I, as I mentioned um, a couple of times, to alleviate pain, restore health, and extend life. This partnership really provides the opportunity to collaborate and rethink the status quo and to take healthcare further together. So um, the partnership with AERC is is critical for us. It's the work that you all do and the membership in supporting patients and working towards restoring health and extending life. Those are things that are very much in the same alignment and, and as our mission statement. So something we're really proud of to have this partnership with you. Well, Rob, I, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you and your colleagues at Medtronic for sharing a little about the company with us uh, on our corporate partner podcast today. Uh, well wishes, stay, stay uh, well and healthy. Uh, any final comments you'd like to make? No, just uh, Tim, thank you. I enjoyed our conversation and appreciate the time to talk a little bit about uh, Medtronic and the work that we do. So thanks again. Thanks for listening to the ARC Corporate Partners Podcast. Be sure to check our show notes page for links to our featured corporate partner as well as other podcast episodes. Be the first to know when our next episode airs by subscribing to our podcast. Until the next time, my friends, keep on supporting the respiratory therapy profession and stay safe.